Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Welcome back. We're talking about living under the new covenant. And Jody, today we're going to discuss the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. What would you say is a summary difference between the old covenant and the new covenant? Well, the old covenant is laws and rules. And it, I think it is something that we're all familiar with. We're all, uh, I dare I say, comfortable with. It's something tangible. You can see it. They were written, the Old Covenant, the Ten Commandments, was written in stone. So it was something you could see. And um, uh, the New Covenant is by faith. It is putting faith in the death of Jesus to take away our sins, just as the Scripture said that he would. And the resurrection of Jesus, um, uh, victorious over sin and hell and death for us. And that is different. Living by faith is different than living by sight. And Old Covenant is by sight, New Covenant by faith. That's an excellent definition. Let's go through a few verses in 2 Corinthians 3, which highlights the difference between the two covenants. And so verse 7 says, Now if the ministry that brought death was engraved in letters on stone and it came with glory, so the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? So let's look right there, and what it's saying is the Old Covenant brought death. Yeah. In fact, that was the purpose of it. It was a ministry. Right. <laughs> you call it a ministry of death. Because what did it do? It showed how far short we fall. Yes. The law made us aware of our sin, and it actually is the power of sin, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 56 through 58. So the law is the power of sin, and sin leads to death. So this is a ministry of death. Now, this was the old covenant written on letters of on stone, engraved in in stone, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the Ten Commandments. Right. And in essence, what it said was, you live like this. In other words, perfect. You obey God completely in thought, in action, in word, in everything, mm-hmm. and you will live. Yeah. Okay. What the problem was is that human beings have flesh, which is a propensity a bias toward doing wrong right and and so the old covenant attempted well it it revealed sin yes but there there wasn't any way for a person to change based upon the law saying don't do that right Uh, we already know it's wrong Um, we talk often about pornography viewing or sexual impurity or drunkenness and drugs or lying or unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. bitterness. These are all wrong things, and yet we seem powerless to change. Right. Uh, This is because the old covenant does not come with power 
to transform our hearts, to give us new desires, to affect any type of permanent change within us. So it was called the ministry of death. And then it compares the ministry of the Spirit in verse 8 is even more glorious. Right. Um, why don't you read verse uh, 9 there? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're seeing several contrasts here, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're seeing death versus life. We're seeing condemnation versus righteousness. Yes. Uh, the law, the old covenant, was a ministry that brought condemnation. Oh, yes. Of course it did. It did. This is the way you're supposed to live, Jody. You need to measure up to the standard. Right. What does that do? Oh, it makes me feel terrible because I don't. I don't live up to the standard, and I never could. Nobody ever can, and that's the purpose. Yeah. That's the purpose it's of so it. So sad. Right? But the ministry that brings righteousness, this is what the new <laughs> covenant is called. Right. And it's showing... Jesus walking among this in this world living righteously yeah and then he went to the cross and he took your sin away and attributed all of his righteousness to your account <laughs> can you believe it as if you had lived the way he did right and now all of a sudden you feel within yourself that you measure up right that you met the standard that you actually are righteous before God. Why? Because you have no sin. It's Thank been you. taken from you. Right. So this is a ministry that brings righteousness. So the Old Covenant was started at Mount Sinai. Right. Uh, in Exodus chapter 20. The New Covenant was started when Jesus died on the cross. Uh. Uh, in the upper room, he talked about the the wine that he was going to pass out being the blood of the new covenant. Yes. Uh, it was a picture of when he would shed his blood to forgive sins and institute a new covenant, uh, which is a ministry that brings righteousness. Yeah. And so the new covenant was started at the cross, and it says this. You didn't measure up. You didn't live according to God's standard. Mm -hmm. And so I've come to forgive you and to bring you the righteousness and to give you a new heart that you didn't have before. And now you have a life that you didn't have before. You have power that you didn't have before. That's again. And you have a totally complete and different and new outlook on life and identity. Yes. All this is included in the new covenant. Right. Verse 10 says, For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. The new covenant has surpassing glory. It surpasses the ministry of condemnation and the ministry of death. You know what this makes me think of is like, um, remember when we lived in Ohio and we would have the storms come through sometimes and the power would go out? And so we would all get flashlights and we would shine that flashlight on different things so we could see what we were doing, right? But then when the power would come back, back on, all the lights were on hmm. and we could see everything now, right? That's what it's like. The light, the law shined a spotlight on hmm. sin, right? Um, and we all felt bad when hmm. we look at our sin. That just, ugh, right? Nobody wants to look at that. 
and then the lights come on mm -hmm. at the resurrection, right? Jesus' death, take away all that sin. There's no more power outage, right? <laughs> and now we, he, he's risen, and the lights are all on, and it's so glorious. Mm. We are free. You know, one of the differences that you just described there is living in darkness and having a light, <laughs> external light, right, that right. would shine upon you versus living in the light, actually yeah. living in the light. In Jesus. And, and this is a huge difference. There's another difference in verse 12. Okay. What do you see there? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Yes, we are. Okay. We walk confidently. Right. We're in the light. Yes. The, the, the difference here is under the old covenant, we were timid. Right. We were fearful. We, we always wondered if the next shoe was going to fall, if, if God might be mad at me because I just sinned and yes. I wasn't ever sure. And, and Jody, when you live in slavish fear like that, yes. you don't come boldly to the throne of grace. Why? You don't think that you would be accepted. Right. Well, now look at the cross. Right. You are accepted. The death of Jesus is his rejection, but your acceptance. Yes. And now that you know that, you live in a bold and confident way, all fear having been removed from you. Because remember, fear has to do with punishment. Right. And you look at the cross and you say, oh, punishment already happened. Yes, it did. And God doesn't punish two people for the same crime. Right. For the same sin. Yes. And so Jesus was punished. You never will be. Thank you, Jesus. And so because of that, you have boldness. Mm -hmm. You have confidence. We can enter through a new and living way, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And the righteous are bold as a lion. Yeah, that's what Proverbs and, says. Yeah. And, and so this boldness is part of the new covenant. We, we gain a confidence before God, whereas we used to only have fear and timidity and trepidation so now um, we have this confidence within us the holy spirit within us and we're very bold mm -hmm. um, we we don't have any fear anymore mm -hmm. he's removed it we now live in the light and we live at the foot of the cross and we understand our sin is gone and we now have this boldness and assurance and confidence is a new way of living. Um, and one of the things is, Jody, that this means that we don't put each other under the old covenant and make each other walk around on eggshells, wondering if, if what you're going to do or say is maybe going to, you know, set me off and make me mad and going to, you know, you're going to receive the brunt of it now. No, you have confidence even in the way in which we live together as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. It has all kinds of ramifications, doesn't it? It does. It does. So verse 13 says what? Let's see. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the um, end of what was passing away. But verse 14 says, but their minds were made dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. So again, we have some contrasts here, don't we? Yeah. Um, between a veiled face that can't see clearly right. and an unveiled face 
that is, uh, has nothing in the way of uh, seeing the glory of God. When you turn to Christ, the veil is removed. Uh, the whole world is under a veil by birth, and this veil prevents you from seeing accurately. Mm -hmm. um, you live in timidity and trepidation. You're under fear. You, you don't have confidence or boldness, and your face is veiled. Mm -hmm. All of this is uh, defining the old covenant. But when you come to the cross of Christ, and when he died, the veil uh, was in the temple was torn in two. It was ripped from top to bottom, meaning God did the ripping. Mm -hmm. God tore the veil in two, which means you can now go skipping into the presence of God boldly. Right. With confidence. He invites you. He wants you to come. He does. Your sin is gone. Yes. The Holy Spirit is in you. And you come boldly to the throne of grace. And when you turn to Christ like this, the veil's gone. Yes. That which uh, prevented you from um, seeing clearly is gone. And your mind is no longer dull. Your mind is sharp and clean uh, because it's been washed by the blood of Jesus and cleansed by the word of God. Amen. I love how you use the past tense there. You know, of just saying, this has been accomplished. All of your sin has been removed. And we are clean in Christ. Right. Yes. And it doesn't matter what you feel like. This is what we need yes. to, to keep conveying to people. I struggled with this for a long time. I don't feel. I don't feel. I don't. It doesn't matter. You know, if you come up to a, a light and it is red, but you're colorblind and you think it's green, it doesn't matter what you think you see. Right. It doesn't matter how you feel. The light's red. Right. Okay, well, in this situation, your sin is gone. Uh, you've been washed clean. You have the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter what you feel like. That does not have any basis in fact whatsoever. And so now it says that where the, Spirit, uh, the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes, there is. Now we see another contrast. What's the contrast he brought out now? Well, before, um, under the law, we were bound up. We were um, locked up in sin. Now we are free in Christ in the new covenant. Exactly right. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. He's talking about freedom from bondage to the law. Yes, uh, the law imprisoned everything. Mm. The law locked us up, mm -hmm. according to Galatians chapter 3. Right. And we were born locked up, imprisoned in sin under the law. Uh, but when you turn to Christ, uh, the Spirit of God comes to you. Yes. And where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty, there's freedom. Yes. The cross is the emancipation proclamation of all believers. Yes. That you died with Christ, you've risen with Christ, the Spirit lives in you, you're free. Right. And, and now you need to live like a free person. That's your identity. Uh, there's a, one other contrast that we see, and it's in verse 18. We all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed Ooh. into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, the contrast is, under the Old Covenant, there never was transformation. 
you could not be changed from the outside in. Right. Nothing operating you on you from the outside could transform you. The law, all it could do is say, what you're doing is wrong. Right. Um, it's like those priests that passed by on the other side of the man who had uh, fallen into the hands of robbers and he was... Oh, the Good Samaritan. Right. right. He was stripped. And, and those priests walked by on the other side. They did. They did nothing for him. They could not help him. That's the law. Right. Oh, it, that's too bad. Right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... Oh, you, you should stay out of those places. Right. Yeah, don't, don't ever go there again. That's what the law tells you. It <laughs> right. doesn't help you. But the gospel is able to transform you. The Good Samaritan came to where he was, bandaged his wounds, took him to an inn, and get this, paid for his rest. Yes. This is what Jesus does under yes. the new covenant. Thank you. You enter into rest and you're being transformed. Now, that's the first time this word transformation or transform was used in 2 Corinthians 3. Oh. Uh, so it's a contrast. Mm -hmm. The law cannot change you. Right. Uh, the gospel and the spirit of God is change possible. It's inevitable. Right. Romans, where is it in Romans that it talks about what the law was powerless to do? Romans God 8. did. Romans 8. Yeah. Yeah. God did in Jesus Christ and uh, for us. So, uh, good news. It's so good to be able to look to Jesus and be transformed. It, it, it's from one degree to another, right? It's per, um, an increasing experience of our transformation. Right. Yeah. So next week, I want to talk with you, Jody, about how people living under the old covenant will try to inevitably bring condemnation and death into relationships. Okay. Um, maybe not try to is the wrong word. Maybe it's just inevitable that it happens um, because you know you're not living up and so they aren't either and it's just one experience of death after another in relationships under the old covenant versus the new covenant is a ministry of life and it's a ministry of righteousness a ministry of transformation mm. uh, and we want to talk about the practical application of living life under the new covenant this has been a podcast of setting captives free for more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.